Hello everyone, welcome back to The Unending Grace. My name is Rose Romandi and I'm really excited to be here with you because in the previous video, I didn't have time and I couldn't finish what I started and we went through chapter two of the book of Romans. And the verse that it was the highlight for us to understand it, it's the verse in chapters in verse six in chapter two that says, who will render to everyone according to their works. I know that I told you in the previous, in the end of the video that I want you to continue reading from verse 11 all the way to verse 16 to understand the three judgments or let's say actually two judgments that he's talking in those verses and I was going to move on to go to first Corinthians chapter 3 but I really felt like I have to finish and continue talking about those those verses because they the, those verses have caused many confusion for us and usually when we talk about the judgment of God we think that God is judging according to everyone's work in the flesh so if you haven't watched the previous two videos I want to really encourage you to watch the, those two videos because we want to keep the videos short uh, otherwise I would have had all in one teaching so now that's why I want you to go watch it after this video to understand this this video better. What happened is we talked about it that the works that we are talking, it's actually the either the some concepts. Let's put it this way: some words in the Bible or some concepts have do like the two different meanings because we have two different realms that we are living. We are either living in the realm of the spirit or we are li living in the realm of the flesh, and each realm have their own knowledge, has their own law, their own wisdom, and their own works. So the works or the law or the knowledge that is in the realm of the spirit is eventually producing life. But the work or the law or the knowledge or whatever that is in the realm of the flesh eventually produces basically death. So when we were reading chapter 2, we, we realized that when verse 6 says, who will render to each one according to his, who his deeds, it's talking about a kind of judgment that God is going to do. And we saw in the previous video that the judgment that God is doing, it's a righteous judgment that is according to the truth. So um, we are going to take a look at a few verses, verse 11, all the way to verse 16 to understand this even better. So once for all to realize that God's judgment is according to grace of God and it's not according to the works of man in the flesh. Okay. And when we, when we understand that, we realize that whatever God is doing to man, it's eventually producing life for man because God is a spirit and the the law of the spirit of life it's what ruling in the in the realm of the spirit and every judgment of God is producing life for mankind so now let's take a look at verse 11 in Romans chapter 2 it says for there is no partiality with God so I want you to keep this in mind because by the time we read all the other verses, we realize that that the, if God was supposed to judge every man according to what they believe or they don't believe, or according to what they the good deeds they've done in the flesh, so it is partiality because everyone's are grown up in a different city, in a different country, under different environment, under different families, and the life that they experience in flesh is different, and that's why it's there is a partiality here, and God must bring another standard that applies to everyone and judge everyone according to that. And we are going to see in verse 16 that standard that 
judgment of God is according to the truth in Jesus Christ. We saw the verse in John chapter 1 that the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace is the truth. The grace of God is the truth and God will render to everyone according to his own grace. Okay, so, but the works that he is seeing in man is eventually brings that man to Jesus Christ. But let me show you this and we're going to understand it better. So let's take a look at verse 12. It says, for as many have sinned without the law will perish without the law. And as many have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. So it brings us two category of people. One category of people that they don't have the law. And another category, it's they have the law. How do we how do you, how do we know that? It's verse fourteen tells us the group of people that they didn't have the law. They were called Gentiles. So look at verse fourteen. It says, "For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these although not having the law are law to themselves." So do you see? It says Gentiles were the group of people that the law of Moses wasn't given to them. But what happened was they were law to themselves. They created rules and boundaries for themselves. And it was written in their conscience. And once in a while, the next verse tells us that whatever they were doing, their conscience was bearing witness and their thoughts was rising up and either accusing or excusing them. That's why long before Moses came and the law was given to Moses, people were living under the law in the flesh. That's why there was boundaries. That's why when Abraham lied and, you know, this king realized they were upset why Abraham lied because they had laws in their conscience written that you shouldn't lie, right? Long before really law was given to Moses. So that's why here is introducing us to group of people. They both are being judged by law. One of them is the law that they made in their conscience. And the other is the law that the judgment that is by the law that was written on the tablets of a stone. So therefore, let me share my screen here and understand. And hopefully in the previous video, after the video was finished, you did your homework and read through these verses to understand them better today. So therefore, so there is a judgment here. Okay. So it says there is a judgment. Uh, so we have Gentiles. So their Gentiles, they made their own law, which was written on their conscience. Okay. And then we have Jews. So they had the law of Moses which was written on the tablet of stones. So both of these category, both of these people, either they had the law in their conscience or they had the law that is written, they were judged according to that law. Do you see, it doesn't say that God judged them. It says that Gentiles are judging themselves and Jews are judging themselves according to the law they have. So Gentiles are judging themselves according to the conscience that they have. They judge their brother according to their own, the law that is in their conscience. And Jews are doing the same thing. They either they're judging themselves or others according to the law that was written in the tablets of stone. Eventually, it says Gentiles will perish. And Jews 
are being condemned, which eventually both are condemned with the, with the law that they brought and the result for this kind of judgment is death or perishing. So if you remember in chapter 2, verse 1, we read it that man judges his own brother and brings condemnation over himself. Look at verse 1 in uh, Romans chapter 2. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge other, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same thing. Do you see? So the judgment that they brought eventually brought condemnation. Why? Because we already saw it in the previous video, and I'm going to just repeat it here for all of us again. This judgment was according to flesh, and that means it was self-seeking. Okay, so basically what happened was the law that was written on the Gentiles' conscience or the Jews on the tablet of stone eventually brought death to them. So now let's take a look. Let's read from, let's read verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are justified in the sight of God, but by the doers of the law are justified. So here it says, okay, in the sight of God, those who hear the law is not, they are not justified. But the doers of the law are justified. But let me show you this. Let me, let's go to Romans chapter 3. What then? Are we better than them? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, put the word Gentiles there, that they are all under sin. So do you see the Greeks are actually, uh, they never received the law and we can say they are from the category of uh, Gentiles. Okay, so do you see it says they all have sinned. What does it mean? that they all have broke the law. So there is no sin if there is no law. So let's put it this way. Sin doesn't have a meaning when there is no law. The moment you have boundaries and then you cross that line, that's when the concept and understanding of sin comes to the picture. So here tells us that, you know what? The Jews and Gentiles, they both had law. So one, law of Moses, another the law to themselves. They all, even though they put their own law there, they broke their own law and they committed sin. So they are transgressors, both Jews and Gentiles. So, but here's the thing. So no one did the law. So let's go back to verse 2. It says, not the hearer of the law are justified in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. So if you are the doer of the law, then yes, you are justified in the sight of God. But let me tell you, there is no one who became the doer of the law to find that justification in the sight of, the, uh, sight of God. Let me put it this way. There, was, there is no one who actually keep the law, either the Gentiles according to their own conscience, or Jews, according to Moses' law, no one kept the law to the last of it. They all broke something along the way. So therefore, according to the law, no one is justified. So if you walk in the law, you are not justified before the sight of God. How do we see, where do we see that? Look at verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified 
in his sight for the law is the knowledge of sin so do you see it says okay it doesn't matter you are a gentile having your own law or you are a jew having the law of moses the moment you want to do or have the deeds of the law or the work of the law then you are not justified in the sight of god therefore god cannot god, therefore god doesn't judge you according to the law that you made for yourself or the law of Moses because if he does you will never be justified so do you see so we just realized that uh, the Jews and Gentiles they already know they are not justified that's why their conscience were accusing them or bringing condemnation so if God want to judge according to your own law you already know the sentence of it you are not justified you are a sinner but there was this man called Jesus Christ who came and he brought that justification for man not because man did the law but because man believed in someone else's who finished and completed the work of God so do you see that's why if God wants to come and bring that judgment to someone so he must he must accuse everyone because according to your own law you are accused and you are condemned and that's why death is the result but God is the spirit God brought the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ for man and revealed to man that you know what you weren't you're not supposed to judge yourself according to what you already know in the flesh what the law you put or the law of Moses but you must actually come to a place of knowing what he did for you the grace so man is justified by the grace of God and man is never justified by the law of God by the law of Moses or the law of their conscience so look at this it says this um, look at verse 19 now we know where are we Romans chapter 3 verse 19 now we know that whatever the law says it says to those who are under the law that every mouth will be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God so do you see if God really wanted to judge man according to the law the whole world is guilty before God and now what where is the good news where is the good news of Jesus we already know we are guilty we already know we are sinners we already know we are not justified that's why we are keep doing the law because we think by keep doing the law we can be justified and we can please God and eventually receive from him not knowing the same thing is causing us to be in this mess that's why God has re released man from the work of the law by revealing another type of judgment that he's doing, not the judgment of man. So now, if I want to share my screen here, so this judgment is the judgment, this judgment that Gentiles bring or G the Jews bring is the judgment of man that eventually produces death but the amazing part is look at verse 16 in Romans chapter 2 verse 16 it says in the day that God will judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ according to my gospel so let me remove a couple of sentences words in the middle and read the verse again in the day 
what is the day? The day of the judgment of God. That God will judge man according to Jesus Christ. According to my gospel. God will judge man by Jesus Christ. Did you pay attention that when we were in verse 12, it says Jews are judged by the law. Did you see that? And when we were in verse 14, Gentiles are judged by the law that they made for themselves. But God will judge by Jesus Christ. Okay, so now I want to print this. I want to bring this here. Therefore, there is another judgment. I'm going to write it down here. So judgment, which is the judgment of God. So God will judge man So, or let's put it, God will judge the Gentiles or Jews according to Jesus Christ. Or let's put it this way. God will judge the judgment that man made in the flesh according to Jesus Christ. So, what kind of, what is going, what this judgment is going to produce eventually? Because this judgment that is according to Jesus Christ, it must be according to the spirit because Jesus said, I did not come to judge according to flesh. So if you go read the gospel of John, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says, you judge, I don't judge. I don't judge according to the flesh. So this judgment that is according to Jesus Christ is according to the spirit which eventually produces life for mankind. Okay, so did you see that God will judge by Jesus Christ? By Jesus Christ. And I'm going to take a few minutes here to understand, to help all of us to understand this. But by now we know that God doesn't judge by the law of Moses or the law that Gentiles have in their conscience. Gentiles and Jews use that standard to judge themselves. God doesn't judge them according to their own law or according to the law of Moses. God judges man according to Jesus Christ. So now let's understand what does it mean. So the judgment of God, we said eventually is according to Jesus Christ. And who is this Jesus Christ? Grace and truth. Came through Jesus Christ. So therefore the judgment of God is according to grace and truth. We just read it actually in Romans chapter two, if you remember, if we talked about it in the previous video, and I want to encourage you to go and watch it again. So look at verse two, Romans chapter two, verse two. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth, right? What is the truth? Grace is the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. So the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. What things? Verse one told us. They bring the kind of judgment that brings condemnation. Therefore, if you take a look at the here in the picture, this judgment of God, this judgment of God according to Jesus Christ, it's against the judgment of man 
according to the law of their conscience or the law of Moses. Why? Because it's not according to the truth. So do you see, the law that Gentiles made in them for themselves and the law of Moses, it wasn't according to the truth. It was according to the flesh. And that's why God must bring another standard. Why? Because he doesn't show partiality. That means if everyone are judged according to one standard, then that's the truth. Who's the, what is the standard? The standard, the grace and the work. So everyone works must be judged according to Jesus Christ. Okay, what does that mean? Let's take a look what it really means. Let me share my screen here and understand this a little better because this was one of the truths that actually, honestly, right before I come and record this video, Masood and I, we were uh, just having our coffee and uh, talking about this judgment and I, I just teared up and I, we, we were so touched by what God was revealing to us that, you know, you can never run away from that judgment of God because the judgment of God is according to truth and that means that it comes to destroy the judgment that you've made for yourself because that judgment is a lie. Okay, let me put it, let me put it this way. If you have ever judged yourself according to a law you created for your conscience because I'm a Gentile and you guys are probably a Gentile. We never have the law of Moses. We created law for ourselves. But those laws, those judgments are lie because they are according to the flesh and they are eventually producing death for you. But God must come and judge your works according to Jesus Christ to bring you life. Now, let me show you. And it's going to, if you don't really see love after I shared in the next few minutes, I want you to watch this video again because the whole purpose of what I'm sharing is that you receive such love that you never received from Jesus before. Okay, so what does it mean, the judgment according to Jesus Christ? So there was a man here who was born and he came and eventually he went on the cross. Okay. So he went on the cross and then he was dead for three days and now he is resurrected and then he went to the glory. At the resurrection, he was glorified, he was honored by God and he received immortality and incorruptibility at the resurrection, okay? When he went on the cross, what happened was he put to death the old man who was self-seeking. Why? Because he said, your will be done, O God, and I'm not here to save my soul, I'm here to lay down my soul so that I can rise it up again. So basically what happened was this, when we say Jesus Christ, the most important thing that must come to our mind immediately is the death and resurrection of Jesus. So let me highlight it here in yellow for all of us. Death, the cross, and the resurrection of Jesus. 
But we all know that what happened on the cross at the death and resurrection of Jesus, it wasn't for Jesus. He didn't need, God didn't need to become flesh, manifest himself in the flesh, go on the cross, die and resurrect for what? Did he try to prove something to us? Or actually the death on the cross was our death and the resurrection on the after the death, it was our resurrection. So you probably know by now, and we are in the wonderful book of Romans that I really love it. By the time we get to chapter six, our brother Paul reveals a mystery to us. And he says, you know what? The one who died on the cross, it's actually you. And the one who is resurrected is actually you. So Jesus Christ, by going on the cross and coming up and resurrected, he took the death and resurrection of man upon himself. So it was you who partook of, if you part, basically Romans chapter six says, if we died with Christ and we were buried with Christ. So what happened at the death and resurrection, it was actually you. What is the message, the simple message of death and resurrection? It says, there was this you here, I'm gonna highlight the yellow again, this you here, so let's say this is you, not Jesus, okay? So let's say this is you. So you were producing some kind of works. What was the work? It was the work that you were producing in the flesh. What was it? Self-seeking. What did we read? Look at Romans chapter 2. Verse 8, but those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth by obey unrighteousness and indignation and wrath. Do you see? So the works that we were producing here, this work that we were producing, it was lie, it was condemnation, it was unrighteousness, Okay, what else? It was wrath of man. It was um, judgment according to flesh. That was our work. So now it says that he will render to everyone according to his work, but it's the judgment of God according to Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means the moment you are uh, producing that kind of works, then you must be judged according to Jesus Christ. Why? Because the reason you, you were obeying the lie and the condemnation on unrighteousness, because you were judging according to your own law, and now God is here to judge you according to Jesus Christ. And what does it mean? That means he must first bring you and your works to the cross. That means this is the judgment according to Jesus Christ. If your works are producing death, condemnation, or let's say the old man is still alive, God will judge you by bringing you to the cross and to put, your, to put the old man basically to death. So I hope you are not confused with what I'm saying here. We said there are two different works. There is a work that you produce in the flesh and there is a work of the faith that you produce in the spirit. So I am right now focusing on the work that we produce in the flesh. The work that we produce in the flesh, God is now bringing his own judgment for us. Usually when we read this verse, we think, okay, he will render to everyone according to his work. That means that 
if you did this, your actions have consequences and then you're going to live with it. Because your work is bad, then you're going to receive bad thing. Because your work is good, then you're going to receive good, good thing. This is what we think this, is, this verse is saying. But we must understand that if God is rendering to everyone according to his work, that means God is judging everyone first before he renders to them. So the judgment that he brings, it's the judgment according to Jesus Christ. So if your works is, de- is producing death, he's bringing the judgment to render to your works according to Jesus Christ. What does it mean? If you, the old man is still alive and the works are, uh, the works you are producing is self-seeking, not obeying the truth, he will bring his judgment to walk you all the way to cross because in the cross, it's where you learn to let go of self-seeking. You learn to put the old man, Adam, to death. And this is what the verse 9 is talking about. Tribulation and anguish on the soul of every man. Why? Because your soul wanted to save herself or himself. Your soul wanted to continue believing in the lie. Your soul wanted to have that condemnation. Guess what happens? When that judgment according to Jesus Christ comes, destroys the lies that your soul believes to let it go. And let me tell you this, Christ, the, the cross is not a pleasant place. Cross is the place of tribulation and anguish of the soul. It's the suffering of Christ. Do you remember how many times the Bible is talking about the suffering of cross or the suffering of Christ? Why? Because it's not easy to let go of Adam. We grew up with it. It became us. It became my my nature. And if I don't want to let it go, it's going to hurt. And that's why Jesus said, listen, you must pick up your cross and follow me because your works are dead. You're producing works that are producing death into your life. And you must go to the cross and put an end and put death to the old man that is producing for you works that are not according to the spirit. And that's why God will judge you according to Jesus. And let me tell you this, guys. What Jesus Christ has done on the cross is far greater and more powerful than what man has produced in the flesh. And that's why verse, that's why in verse um, 3 says, Oh man, you who judge according to flesh, do you really think that you can escape the judgment of God? What Jesus Christ has done when we were enemies, he died for us. The, the works that man is producing because of the law of their own conscience that is eventually bring perishment or perishes man or brings death, you can never run away from cross. That's what this, this verse says. You could never run away from cross. God will bring his own judgment to bring you to the cross and helping you to trust and let go of the old man encourages you to stay on the cross until the work of God is finished and man, the old man, Adam, is dead inside of you. And that's 
what happens when God judges according to Jesus Christ. So now let me share my screen here. So we said there are two works. We just talked about the work that is producing death and God brings his judgment to the cross. He brings the anguish of soul because he is cutting off of you circumcising you or cutting off of you what is causing you to die so that you can produce another so what did we read look at chapter 7 it says eternal life chapter sorry chapter 2 verse 7 eternal life to those who by patience continuance in doing good seeking for glory honor and immortality and do you and then if you take a look at the screen here, therefore, there is a work here on the cross or right after the cross. What is the work here? Is seeking glory, honor, and immortality, seeking resurrection from the dead. And God says, okay, you know, I'm going to judge you according to Jesus Christ. What does it mean? That means you are seeking eternal life. That You haven't had eternal life. If you're seeking something, that means you haven't found it. If you're seeking glory, that means you haven't found glory. If you are seeking immortality, that means you don't have immortality. So I'm going to render to you according to your work, your seeking. So it's going to be according to Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus was raised. He entered the glory, received the honor and glory and immortality. Therefore, I'm going to judge you according to Jesus Christ and I'm going to give you eternal life, the resurrection from the dead. Did you just see how God judges the world according to the death and resurrection of Jesus? Did you just see that if your work are producing death, if the old man is inside of you, if the world is still in the old man and producing the old man's fruit, God will judge the world according to Jesus Christ. And that means he's going to bring every single man on the cross to experience the death of the old man. Did you just see that God doesn't need to condemn the man uh, or bring judgment, judgment to man according to the law. They already produced that. And now God, ha- God has to bring another type of judgment. That's why verse 16 says, by Jesus Christ, God will judge the secrets of man. What was the secret of man? All those judgments, condemnations, the laws that was in your conscience that was constantly accusing or uh, accusing or excusing you. Those are your secrets. God will gonna bring another judgment, which is according to truth, to get rid of those inside of you. To put you on the cross to realize that you, this old man and all the stuff you did, you must let it go. So until the judgment of God is completed in you, until that you start seeking glory, honor, immortality, you start seeking eternal life, you start seeking resurrection from the dead. So that's why it says, by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. So that means the judgment of God for man is a good news for man. 
And how many times you and I have heard, but God is going to judge the world, get ready. And it sounded so bad and terrifying. And where is the good news? And let me tell you this, the gospel is the judgment of God. The good news for man is finally God is setting you free from the judgment you made for yourself. And let me tell you this, what Jesus did on the cross is far greater than the unbelief of man in the flesh. God is able to bring everyone to bow down before him. God is able to bring every man on the cross and put an end to death and darkness once for all and rise man into the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me tell you this, this is how God judges man according to Jesus Christ, according to grace. And everything we said here, it is the grace of God. So even though maybe we didn't use the word grace a lot, but this is the grace of God. Something was given to you, not because of what you did, because of what Jesus did. And that is called the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, guys, thank you so much for being with me. I will see you in the next video as we go through 1 Corinthians chapter 3.